Welcome to Delighting in the Trinity with Michael Reeves, brought to you by Union. This podcast brings you teaching and preaching from our archives, and you can find more resources, audio, video, and books at unionpublishing.org. Chapter 5 Yes, but how do we explain works and faith? Let's now consider a few potential stumbling blocks that often steal some of the joy out of this great good news. The first comes from the Bible itself, in the letter of James. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works, and not by faith alone. And in the same way, Was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For, as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. It looks at first glance like James is saying something very different from what we have seen Paul teach. But look closer at James' argument, and the difficulty evaporates. James has in mind two events from the life of Abraham, the first from Genesis 15, the second from Genesis 22. In Genesis 15, verse 6, referenced in verse 23, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. This is the very passage Paul turned to in Romans 4 to make his point that we are justified by faith alone. Then, in Genesis 22, decades after being counted righteous, Abraham obeyed God's command to offer up his son Isaac on the altar. Verse 21 above. James' purpose in spotlighting these two passages is simple. In Genesis 22, Abraham, who was counted righteous back in Genesis 15, is vindicated and proved to be righteous, just as the faith he exercised in Genesis 15 is proved to be a living faith. 
it is in that sense that he is justified by his works. There is no sense here that James imagines justification to be a process of growth in holiness or righteousness. It is an assessment or vindication of Abraham and his faith. Abraham's works in Genesis 22 cannot contribute to the righteousness already counted to him in Genesis 15, but they do prove the genuineness of his faith. This is the only way to make sense of James' argument. James, after all, is arguing that the sort of faith which merely acknowledges some truth, verse 19, is dead faith that cannot save, verses 17 and 26. A living faith is a heartfelt trust in Christ which will manifest itself in love for God, a changed life, and good works. Just as Abraham's faith, expressed in Genesis 15, proved itself to be a living faith through his works in Genesis 22. Those who trust the Lord, as Abraham did in Genesis 15, will, like him, be justified by faith alone. Yet such living, saving faith will always bear fruit in good works. It is faith alone that justifies, but the faith that justifies is never alone. Verse 22. You've been listening to Delighting in the Trinity with Michael Reeves, brought to you by Union. Union is devoted to growing leaders and growing churches. Our School of Theology equips leaders for ministry. Union Publishing supplies them and their churches with quality theological resources and books. Union Mission supports and financially helps church planting and revitalization. And Newton House, Oxford, invests in the next generation of theologians and scholars. Our vision is to see leaders and their churches the world over reformed and renewed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. To find out about our courses and learning communities around the world, to buy union books, to discover support for your church plant, or to become a friend of union and support our ministry, visit www.theola.gy.